You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I know it does say Thoughts on Transhood, which is a documentary that we will get into, but Mm -hmm. I want to introduce myself, and I'll allow Drake to introduce himself. Um, What's up, Sales? I um, have a podcast called She Gets It Pod. I also have a podcast called Cozy Moon Podcast, and the reason that I'm bringing that up is because I am a mom of two, and... This topic is based upon children in the trans world, and that's why I wanted to say that. With that being said, these are not my personal thoughts on what is right that everybody should do because I say so. These are my personal thoughts on what I would do as a parent for my kids. Um, If you hear this, I am allowing people to have their own opinion, which they should have. I respect other people's opinions. I would like anybody commenting throughout this show to respect other people's opinions. If um, you find yourself very religious and you just can't handle the topic, that's okay. But please refrain from calling names using a certain language that should not be used that's not respectable because I will be using this recording on Cozy Womb Podcast, not She Gets It. And the reason why there's a difference is because Cozy Womb Podcast is primarily for people who are parenting, soon-to-be parents, and people that will possibly listen to it around their kids. So just be respectable about your comments and whatever you want to say. Please chime in. Please share. Um, and I'll allow Drake to introduce himself and where he's from and his podcast so you guys could get to know why I chose Drake to do this show with. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. I am Drake or Mr. B713. Um, I'm with... 
well, I don't say black horror humor. That's one of the podcasts that I do. But my true home is with Everything Culture. Everything Culture is a podcast where we interview different individuals and we try to get to know a little bit about them, their upbringing, their childhood, their backgrounds, traditions, their social norms, beliefs. And then we have different discussions talking about those things. Um, Try to get an understanding why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. Our our motto or our mantra or mission statement comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And in those words are that that he believed men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation and miscommunication. So we built this platform um, where people can have a space where we can communicate with one another and that's built off communication, respect, and consistency. And we try to keep it together. You know, we talk about when we, it's everything culture. And I know a lot of people, when they hear culture, they automatically go to race and ethnicity. But understanding culture has everything to do with age, your location, your um, the type of food you like to eat, the type of movies you like to watch. All these things really reflect. And it kind of goes into everything is culture. Yes, and we every- say thing because I'm country. I'm from Texas, and I'm a little country. <laughs> so when you put it the E V E R Y T H A N G A A A N G. Um. Okay. So you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Stay okay. ready. So I am oh, not a. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not ready. Let me say this before. Just and on our show, one thing we always try to do, and I'm thank you so much, Shan, for allowing me to come on and chop it up with you. But I'm usually would say I would love to have someone from that is transsexual or grew up in a home that allowed that because that's something that's what we do. I, I don't have I'm not that, you know, so it's important to get that perspective from those individuals, just like this movie, this documentary did. So I was once again thank you for being putting it in my um you know, in my vision uh, so I can watch and check it out because it was mighty interesting. Okay. I'm okay. ready for you now. Go. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, but you watched it. Oh, you th- you think I'm not going to watch something about this? Oh, please, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. You got- you about- yeah. Okay. I got um, notes, boo-boo. I have notes. Okay, Go me ahead. too. So this will be good. So um, with that being said, also, if anybody is well-versed in the trans world or um, knowledgeable about it, please correct me if I'm incorrect, if I say something incorrect, if I explain something incorrectly. I'm just trying to get an understanding of it because it seems like um, the trans world is what I just said, a world. Like you have to know how to address people correctly, appropriately. You have to know how to describe a person. You have to know what's not appropriate, what is appropriate. You have to know um, how to approach people, how to um, be respectable, just like you would if, again, someone was of a different culture. If they were... um, You took the words out of my mouth. Right. If somebody was... (laughs) If somebody was from a different continent, if someone did not eat the same foods that you ate, you can't see them eating and say, ew, what's that? You, There's a way to approach somebody about what they indulge in and get an understanding. So Don't yuck do, somebody else's young. I hate it. I, I teach my kids not to do that all the time. So when I talk, um, 
I'm trying to find the appropriate words to discuss what my understanding is of what I watched. So there's a, um, Transhood is a documentary film about young people who accept and connect their sexuality early. So basically on there is a, a few families that are for their child choosing their identity and the life that they want to live and how they want to live it earlier on. So Mm -hmm. growing up, I remember going to school, being outside, um, or my mom babysitting a lot of children. And you see their personality, you're just like, okay, I have brothers. I know all my brothers act this way. And I have, um, I didn't have any sisters. So I was the youngest and I was the only girl, but I was a tomboy. But it wasn't where I was fighting my mom not to put on dresses. I was fighting my mom not to put on panties or, you know, everything about me was really masculine. It wasn't that. It was just I saw my brothers dress and I just wanted my clothes to be loose. And she allowed me to sometimes choose what I wanted to wear, how I wanted to look. But then she also gave me a boundary of, okay, on Sunday, you're going to wear these stockings. You're going to wear these uh, brim socks. You're going to wear these shoes. You're going to wear this dress with all this lace on it. I'm going to put your hair in bows. My hair was very long. And I was okay with that on Sundays, but she knew that I was most comfortable in pants. Like I did not show my knees until I was comfortably until I was 17 years old. Because I always felt like my legs were ugly. I didn't want to show my legs. And I had to think about the the boys that I went to school with. And I actually saw them a little bit more open to doing things girls did. Like play with girls, things, jump rope. Um, play with... That was a girl. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, the, the double dutch and 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 hopscotch groups of girls played that. I never saw like boys, groups of boys come over and be like, "I want to play." Like that was like something distinct that you saw a recess on the playground outside that boys did and girls did. So um, now, mm-hmm. now that I have two kids, I I can see children who are boys with more feminine ways about them i can see i can see girls little girls with more boyish mannerisms but yeah but as a mom i i watched this transhood documentary and i said would i allow one of my daughters to come to me bothered by what they saw in their reflection and see their mannerisms um, that they identify more with boy-like things and they want to wear boy-like things and they don't want to be called the name I put on their birth certificate and allow them to tell me this is my name I'm not a girl this is what I want to choose and I had to ask myself would I allow that now that my 
I have two girls and I can say they act like girls, they talk like girls, their voices are very girly, they like girl-like things, I would say no because I see their personality. But what if mm-hmm. what if my child personality-wise showed me something completely different? Would I be open to that? And I watched the documentary and I thought about it and I really don't know if I will be open to my child choosing at such a young age, like four, um, seven years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, redefining their sex and, and yeah, it, what it, they want. Like, what do you think about that? Man, so first of all, thank you for sharing about your childhood and your upbringing. And by the way, I have my sweater on as well. I have, so... I'm feeling um, the mature Drake tonight. So, you know, so with the thick collar. Um, so when you, you, you explained your childhood and your upbringing, and that's yeah. something, and thank you for, you, you've been on the makings of you yet, haven't been released yet, but yeah. it, you, you come from Jamaican descent and, you know, being over here in America, you explained the relationship between your parents as well as um, your siblings and, it goes into where you come from, how you were raised. And I right. believe you came up in the, um, what, oh my goodness, I know this, was up north, correct? Philly. Am I correct um, about that? Philly, yes, Philly. A little ragged up there in Philly. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard compared to others, maybe. But, <laughs> like, for instance, when and you're raised to have certain gender norms, okay? Things right. are supposed to go like this or and like that. Boys supposed to do this, girls supposed to do that, da 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 da. Okay. And we believe that because the people who raised us supposed to love us. You know what I mean? And right. they supposed to lay things out in front of us, how things in their in their culture, how things should go and how, you know, things should be molded. So my chain is share a little bit about mine, like mine, um, I wouldn't say I like playing with dolls or anything like that, but I've stated I've I've had my cousin come on one of our previous episodes of season two, and he's homosexual, and it was called Knowing Who You Are, and it was such a deep conversation we had to have two parts, and mm-hmm. you know my background is in social work, um, I'm in HR, I um, worked in child welfare, yada, I can go into all of these, and I've seen numerous different children and you know their personalities and feelings, and and I advocated for children's rights. I still do that. But, you know, like when my childhood, I remember growing up, I said on the show, I wouldn't say we compare being excited, open, um, flamboyant to being gay or being Mm -hmm. feminine, you know. And I remember it's a picture, man, I know you're you're a crack up laughing. My my auntie got it somewhere, but it it was a family reunion picture. Okay, and it's like. Mm -hmm. 30, 40 people in my family during this picture. This way before Kobe, y'all. So we're chilling and like, like we take, you know, I'm sitting on the floor with the rest of the kids and I'm looking at it. I am the, I got my arms out. Like I'm doing a show, smiling big, eyes big. And I'm like, yeah. I, if somebody didn't know me, they're like, that little boy gay. Unfortunately, <laughs> they would say that. And they yeah. would say that because I'm happy. I'm, yeah. I'm coming off his attention, you know. That never nothing even sexually. I love I like girls, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just to that point we put that on children. So, but my mother also is a little bit different to my childhood. My un- uncle, which was homosexual, and my mother, which was you know my mom, she identified as heterosexual. 
She, they sat me down and they explained me the birds and the bees when I was five years old. The oh, wow. birds and all the type of bees, okay? Everything, detail. They didn't use yeah. pocketbook or um, bunny rabbit or snake. They use this is your penis, what people may call a dick, this, this, and that, mm-hmm. and all these other things. This is, a, you know, a vagina. You know, they have this. This is screech that. We had children come along. I'm talking about, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and they're like, it was, you know, they it was, it was other things in that conversation. But I was explaining at an early age. And it goes into what the people who raise you teach you. And mm-hmm. within this film, this documentary, man, I, I enjoyed it because you saw all, you saw four different sides. You had four different families, okay? Yeah. And once again, this is a film, Trans, Transhood, came out in 2020, runtime an hour and 36 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Sharon Lease, I think I pronounced her name correctly, is the director and producer. But four different families, you know, and with some, I was watching it first. Of all, I was like, okay, I was, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm watching this. Then I started mm-hmm. even getting upset. Like first, like 30, 40 minutes. Then I started getting a little emotional. I'm like, damn, yeah. this is sad. I understand. Then after, you know, throughout some other parts, I like, I knew that shit was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, then at the end, I'm like, I'm happy for some of the people, and I'm kind of like disappointed in others, you know. And this is not like they put it out there; they know this for us to mm-hmm. have these comments and for us to have conversations like this, because with, with the particular family, um, Jay, I think no, no, not Jay, um, Phoenix, the story about Phoenix. Yeah. Well, it showed that you know the parent had a change of mind. The child had a change of mind. The parent had a change of mind, and that change of mm-hmm. mind came from you know and. Let everybody. This is going to be spoiler warnings if you don't know this already. It's a spoiler yeah. alert. Okay, spoilers. watch. Yes, yes. <laughs> that like when they had a divorce between the parents, yeah. and her whole mindset changed when she started going around her family again. And yeah. I know she was, and I knew she was going to blame him. She was the pro person for it initially. <laughs> she showed some um, some reservations. But the, as the years went by, from what it was, it started in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, or was it 20? I know it was in 2015. But by the time it got to the point, she was like, "Oh, that's all on him." He was more open. So you saw the difference when a parent giving, and all these parents kind of gave them that way to open to express themselves, like you were going for it. Yeah. Like with me, I don't have kids yet, but mm-hmm. I already know. I've, I've I've mentored. I've had family members live with me and. I come from uh, how I was raised, and I think I was raised well from certain parts of my family. But I'm like, it's not about the even the sexuality; it's about the choice. Nine these kids had a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. All these kids had a lot of freedom. When I can see they the the tell the parent what they want, what they want to do. Listen, we yeah. I, we never got to do that. You know, and that's the difference. I think you know, would you want that? It's not even so much about the sexuality, what they want to do. That because that's a part. But it's having the freedom to tell my parent, oh, I'm not going to do this or no, you should do this. And this is you're interrupting me. You shouldn't interrupt me. What? (laughs) You know, I'm not saying, you know, what? Okay. And like with the kid Avery, um, it was a boy, became a girl, transitioned a girl. He like, well, I saw she. She was, I saw her mature throughout the years. I did. But yeah. in one part of life, I like, I would have been, man, body slammed all over the place. 
who you talking to like that? But her her parents given her ability to talk like that, be like that. And I actually felt to a point at the beginning of it, and even the grandparents said, you're trying to exploit my grandchild. Mm-hmm. And I believe that too, because they wanted um, wanted her to be an activist more than anything else. The and one it came, at National the, Geographic to this Yeah, it's the one on National Geographic. Yeah. The one, on, like the that. one that became a gamer and all that. Yeah. I feel like their parents were trying to exploit their child. But that's me. And that's their child. Yeah. And everything we're saying right here is our opinion. Yes. Just an opinion. It's nothing about hate, nothing going against them. But every household is different. That's their household. Yeah. What they do in their household is what they do in their household as long as no child being hurt, um, neglected, and things of that nature. None of these children seem to be neglected or um, abused. Mm-hmm. Now, mo- like you can't lean on emotionally. Some people can go towards that. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of they they expose these children to a lot of things. Even though I was exposed to a lot, but I think this is to protect me from somebody else can telling me, "Oh, this is how you do this and this is how to do that." Because they all, when I had the birds and the bees conversation, they also told me about drugs, alcohol, tobacco, um, all that stuff as well. But with this one, like going back to Phoenix, Phoenix is with a little chubby kid. And mm-hmm. he was, you know, it was a boy initially. No, it was born a boy. Mm-hmm. And he was like three or four talking about he was a girl. Yeah. And the parent then like when he turned like five or six, he like, no, I'm a boy. What the hell are you talking about? I'm a boy. You know? Mm-hmm. And the dad was a little bit more open and a little bit more um what's the word? I'm like liberal for it, you know, you know, it then this even- is these are the terminology they use in the show. But go when ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When it came to the, his birthday or her birthday, <clears throat> no family wanted to show up because they were so against it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the culture, you know. Either they can accept it or deny. It it was like that in several of them, even with Jay, the the girl that transitioned to a boy with mm-hmm. his um his mom was getting. Question: I couldn't. I didn't want to rewind it, but did the was the mother married already at the beginning, or she that was like um her sister or something? I know she got married at the end, but she was mm-hmm. with someone at the at the beginning. I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, but as far as like with Phoenix, the chubby kid, I hate calling say I hate calling him chubby, but I'm just trying to identify. If y'all watch this, it had a kid with colored hair. This it had a teenager. Go ahead. Yeah. A teenager with red hair. Um, I didn't write down none of their names. Um, oh, okay. Was uh, the one with color here was like this this uh, skinnier kid. That was Avery. Okay, and then there was um, Phoenix, which is the one that has the younger siblings. Um, that was that an older sibling and a younger sibling? I, yeah. This is what I feel like happened with Phoenix. I feel like okay, because that's the one I want to talk about. But I feel like he was born a boy, and because <clears throat> there was a a home with the mom and dad, and there was a sibling close to his age that was the opposite. Mm-hmm. He I did more with the things that she wanted to do and the things that she got. So a lot of times when you have kids that are closer in age no matter if it's two boys or two girls or a boy and a girl 
they might mm-hmm. automatically fake like they want to do the same thing their sibling wants to do. Or mm-hmm. they want the same treatment their sibling gets. And I think that happens all the time. But at the same time, you have to create boundaries for your children and say, this is something that Anya wants to do. And she's a girl and girls do these things. What do you want to do? You want to play with uh, cars? Do you want to color? Do you want to look at artwork? Do you want to um, go look at bugs or whatever? Or do you guys want to play a board game together that's not, um, you know, more for boys or more for girls? Like, I felt like if they introduce him to more options as a child in a childlike manner, he wouldn't feel like he had to basically imitate his sister. And I think that's what happened with that. And because his parents are were more open about allowing him to do that, I feel like right. he feels like it's just a thing that we do. Kind of like dress up. But it's not yeah, dress up yeah. because now you're allowing this four-year-old to make adult decisions as a child with a child mind. Like, and I, I would agree to that what you expose them to exposure yeah. <clears throat> I've seen and so let's think I agree to the extent but with these parents and many other parents are like I, was, I know other psychologists doctors people that's in great they would you know their kids can go down okay they go to towards us RIP to towards us okay I'm aging myself um go to Walmart I say that and I think they're going to try to do away with this as well yeah you know, you have a you sometimes you have a toy aisle for the boys, you have a toy aisle for the mm-hmm. girls. So the boy, her son, would go to the toy aisle for the boys. That's just automatically. Let's see what these Transformers talking about. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, all Power Rangers, all that good shit. That's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but um <clears throat> but she as a as the parent. She was like, hey, would you like to go down the girl aisle? Would you like the pink aisle? Would you think anything? You know, would you like to see anything from there? Mm-hmm. That's their type of exposure I see somebody can present. And mm-hmm. that's something that if they want to feel in their country, they feel comfortable with, that's fine. Me being, if you know, if Lord blesses me the children's case, I'm not going to do that. But, and that should be fine as well. Because mm-hmm. once again, parents can open their children up how they want to open it. Something, I think every parent should have their kids read books. Some parents <laughs> don't believe in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Like, um, mm-hmm. With, with Anya, Anya was always like a curious kid, right? My firstborn. Mm-hmm. And I always talked to her like I would talk to a grown-up. And that helped her speak early. And I would read to her. Um, I would write with her. And she was spelling and saying my name at three years old. Mm-hmm. She was reading my name at three years old. And I feel like Whatever you feed your child and give your child the opportunity to grasp, that's what they're going to grasp. If I was his mom, I wouldn't even say anything in regards to coming up to a toy aisle. I'll just let them choose. I feel like yeah. I feel like her saying, do you want to go in the pink aisle or the girls aisle? I feel like it's kind of like you're cheering him to 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 choose this. You're not allowed. She was. Him. That's exactly what she was doing. Well, what she said, 
she was giving him exposure. That's the thing about it. It's exposure and it's not it's not so much a structure. And that's mm-hmm. the thing about it. You're removing the structure from it. And I come from a more of a, it's a certain type of structure. Let me say that because you can have structure, but every household is different. And let's see, with this, with, with Fe- going back to Phoenix situation, his dad didn't seem like he had too much structure. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am because I don't know if he lost his job. Right when they start talking about him staying home working, next scene, you ever talk yeah. about getting a divorce? Saw that coming, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, but as well as was he homeless at a time? Because at a certain point, they would meet him at parks and stuff. So, and no telling what type of drama they had within that relationship. But it seemed like she put it like, I don't know what I was doing. I was, I was in love. I was with this guy. He was like a bum. He had me misguided. But she moved in back with her parents. I'm assuming, and her parents may had a different type of structure, and that yeah. would made help helped out with trying to structure their child for what they should and should not do. Now, going back to that, the toys, like you mentioned earlier, jump rope was a girl thing. I'm like, I'm like, what? I just mm-hmm. jump rope my butt off as a kid. I'm like, because Listen. we had we had jump rope for heart. We had like mm-hmm. jump rope competitions. I went, once again, everybody don't know me, shout out once again, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture or 713 Drake here on Stereo. I was mm-hmm. a fat kid. That was my cardio, okay? My mm-hmm. little chubby butt could jump rope. If anything else I could do, I could jump rope. So, in yeah. that, but that, hearing that, I'm like, hmm, but I, I believe you. Like, even with hopscotch, all these things, like, some kids may say some stuff, but most, a lot of the boys, we'll play with the girls, the girls will play with the boys. Like, um, and, so and, we kind of was, like, cool about it. Yeah, in a Jamaican culture, mm-hmm. if your uncles, your dad, your grandfather catch you playing with something that's deemed girly. Uh, it's a problem. Speaking in a way that's deemed girly. Uh, you know, you're too close to this this girl, whether you're related or not. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how my parents were raised. That's how my mm-hmm. grandfather, my grandmother on my mom's side you are not allowed to listen to any secular music. She whoop everybody. And mm-hmm. it, it's no different. So that would have never been even an option, which is why um, in, you know, a Caribbean culture, for years, it was like, if the community found out that you were trans or lesbian or gay, you were deemed to be wicked and and sometimes people would get stoned. Sometimes policemen oh, watch I've seen videos. I, I've I've yeah. I've did research and on the show I had to correct some you know my cousin as one of the guests because yeah. in my community in my culture being black or I would say in the subculture being African American some people don't want to identify but being from America, um, hell they say. Oh, here at African American black people they're, they're the most homophobic people. Yeah. No, no, we're not. <laughs> like we're homo it's, it's homophobia in our community, yes, and, and same thing with many others. But yeah. I've had guests come on the show and they're from Iraq and they're like, you get murdered. That it's against it's against yeah. the law. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that is horrible. You yeah, know, and, and 
people hide it. People hide who they truly are. And and, and that's what and that's what the, that's why you we talk about on the show that I had is know who you are because my cousin and I'm gonna give a little like experience and once again I hate telling other people's stories but since coming to the show I can share what was on the episode but he expressed I remember seeing he graduated from high school and I haven't seen him like in maybe three three years or so and he's my he's my cousin's let me go back he's my first cousin's son so it's that's my your first cousin once removed or something like that um his dad is the most masculine, masculine representing male in my family. Well, you know, when I say masculine representing, he got big, tough guy. Every time you see him, you got to box, wrestle. He's the reason why I had a muscle up because every time I saw him, he want to fight. Now, when I got about ninth, tenth grade, I got the muscles, you know, slimmed down, you know, in shape, you know, I'm benching good three, four hundred pounds. He's like, I don't want to play with you no more. We good. You got it. You did it. <laughs> you know, I'm like. I leave you alone, and I'm now thinking about it. Was he doing all that wrestling, fighting? Every time we saw him, was to toughen me up. Because I'm telling you, every time you see him, like your mother be around, he'll get you away from your mother, and he's gonna like. And it's not no like ha ha he he. You fighting him, okay? You see so, what happened, Lovecraft Country. I mean, you, that it was. That's show. what I'm talking about. But you see what I mean? But that's what I'm talking about. I experienced these things. That's why it's correlation to it. But the wildest stuff. His oldest son is very like like something like he he never wanted us to be like that, but his oh. oldest son is gay, out, boyfriend, nipple uh-huh. piercings, all that stuff. Okay, uh-huh. and you know we talk about it on the show. We talk about it live. It's so interesting that I know it's it's a relationship and it's a conversation that I have my both of my cousins about it. Because mm-hmm. about love at the end of the day, we have numerous people in our family that's homosexual. But mm-hmm. he he struggled with this in his life. I'm like, was he born this way, or is he was he made this way? You know, was he was it is it nature versus nurture? Mm-hmm. And while doing the show, you know, it came up that he wanted to date black women. He was in high school. I remember when he graduated from high school, he had a mm-hmm. girlfriend. I saw him at his high school graduation, and we went to a party. It was like little dinner, I forgot what restaurant. But I remember looking, he had the girlfriend, cute girl. I mean, I'm like, he had the feminine ways. And I'm like, growing your up, girlfriend and your home girl. Did you see that in his personality growing up? Oh, no. I did not see it in his personality growing up. But once again, I was out of his life for like three years. And he was oh. raised solely by, like, majority by his mom. His mom had nothing but girls. And his mother, like, I'm telling you, if you listen to the show, it's like, wow. It's, it's, it's pretty... And I, and I love him for coming on the show. I got to give him a gift for Christmas. But mm-hmm. he was, he, he said, he stated it. But he like, you know, he tried to date black women because he loved black women. He still find, like me and him both share the same love for Jill Scott. And uh, um, not in, oh, I like her hair, but like she fine. And well, she, she's very mm-hmm. sexy, okay? Like, <laughs> oh, my tongue, you know? But and he like, maybe, you know, he said, yeah, the time he made, maybe I'm bisexual. And he hit me up after the show, like he got attacked by the LGBT, like his group of friends talking about, mm. no, you gay, don't be thinking like this. I'm putting it like it was like mm. I, I didn't even think about the the um the the flag the um what a drawback or the clapback from that community. 
I was ready to defend him from any of my homeboys or peers, you know, if they had a problem with him. I can't, I don't, I don't even know how to defend you from, you know, your community, right? That's a community I don't belong to. Can I say mm-hmm. something to them? Like, and even on the show, when we did the live on Sunday, one of the girls hollered at him. She's like, I don't mind dating guys that like guys. And I was like, oh, look, at, like, I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> you know, all right, okay, definitely, you, you still got it. But yeah. It's one of the things that he says that he don't know if he was just automatically like this or just things that happened to his life because he he prayed about this and he like God, why am I struggling with this? Because even mm-hmm. when he dated the black girl, he would act tough, act hard, and all that. But as soon as they got along together and they chill it, his feminine ways would come out and they're like, ooh, nigga, you gay, you you know. And he was like, well, you know, I tried. I'm trying to be straight. What else can I do? Yeah. You you know what I mean? Is that Am I making sense? Like, yeah. how long can you fake it to make it? If yeah. that's what you are. If that's how you feel. If, like, it, it, it's, I know it's, you sort of battle it. It's a consistent battle, what people say. But, man, like, right now, I'm sort of being trying to eat well. I just told you at the beginning of this episode, I went downstairs and got an apple pie, and it's already gone. Okay. So that's how, you know, so who am I to judge an individual for his lifestyle? Because we all have our lifestyles and how we work and operate. But when we go to this as a child and getting these, the shots and the trans, that's something that I have reservations for me personally. Not not me being professional or anything as far as I don't want them doing it. But in my household, a child really doesn't have much say other than what's in there you know other than like hey I, I would like to have this i would like to have that other than you know this is what i'm going to this is what i have and this is what i'm like you gonna have to start paying bills around here bucko like what do you mean like i wasn't allowed to do certain things in the childhood i understood I, um if i if i wanted to date a girl mine was like well you can't do this this and this in this household mm-hmm. and when i heard this this and that heard the rules well i guess i gotta go you know, <laughs> you know. That's so, I as a as a mom, today's TV is not for kids. Today's shows is not for kids. You have shows that are in the Disney Channel with kids basically in it, no adults in it really, unless they're looking, they're working somewhere, and you have kids just moving, like moving about. They're in hotels. They're getting out of cars. They're at home by themselves. There's no parents in the house. They're not doing homework. They're talking about who's best friend to who, whose girlfriend is this, whose boyfriend is this. And I'm just like, there's that no way wrong. that my seven-year-old could come from school and be like, that's not my friend. That's my boyfriend. Excuse you? We, ooh, ooh, and who had a girlfriend? Um, ooh, and with, okay, let me pull up the name. With... Jay. Oh, with Jay. Yeah, with Jay, the one that had the girlfriend at 13. I'm like, ooh, that was that was in middle school. I was one of I know some people had girlfriends and boyfriends in middle school. I wasn't allowed to have that in middle school, you know? And what, what, but the whole the time. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the age for middle school? 12, 13? Um eight middle school is like eleven to thirteen. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, six, seven to eight. And but you know um Jay was a was born 
a girl and you transition to a boy. But in middle school, had a girl friend that did mm-hmm. not know, did not know, and the family did not know. And I was like, oh, that was that, that was kind of that, that was kind of uh, that was a lot, you know? Yeah. And then to, for her not to prepare her child for that as a possibility that happened, that was irresponsible on her part. I feel like Absolutely. I feel like just like um, parents of of different race children that lived in the South in the, 60s, in the 50s, right? And mm-hmm. there was um, blatant outspoken racism. You have to raise your child, protect your child, but also teach your child that this is whites only. You have to mm-hmm. let your child know that they cannot talk back to someone with this skin color. And I think about that, and I imagine me now having to teach my kids that on top of everything else I got to teach them. That's stressful. But if you're choosing as a parent to allow your child to dictate their sex and their identity, there are things that you have to be ahead of and preventative of and prepare your child to deal with. And if you're allowing you your right there. if you're allowing your daughter who chose to identify as a boy and change uh her name to Jay, fine. If you're okay no, no, with they're not only change only you if you're talking about the birth certificate, change the name yeah. and change the sex on the birth certificate. Yeah, and then you allow that child then to dictate getting injections to prevent female changes in the body to occur that cost $2,000 as a single mother. You have to know what you're taking on before you even bring it to your child as an option. So I always felt like the whole story with Jay was very irresponsible on the part. Oh. Man, and I, I, that's what I say. All of this, I would, I don't mind bringing the kids on because I saw the kids' story. I want to yeah. talk to the parents. Yeah, I want to talk to each one of the parents and see their mindset on things. Because one, I'm sharing. I'm I'm not big on the document oof, reality TV documentaries and all this stuff. I'm not yeah. a fan of because I think it's ruining families more than anything else. This, oh, when. They go on putting, there. Putting, yeah, because I'm like, man, I can imagine if I have a camera following me around all the time with my uh, wife and I, my significant other, how you want to put it. Well, I said my wife. That's how I'm going to put it. And, you know, every time we're in our business being shared, that's like the main problem you're going to have right there. Keep people out your business. I tell people that all the time. If you're going to be happy, keep people out your business. Yeah. Hold and on. I ain't trying see. to say. Let me take this question Nah, yeah, today right now, man, they just, they going wild, man. They trying to indoctrinate kids, teens, everybody, man. It's not even about you having your own thoughts, your own choice. If you don't want to think like them, something wrong with you. But in reality, something wrong with them. It's just abnormal shit. Shit is crazy, man. Hollywood basically trying to raise your kids, man. If you don't raise them, somebody else go raise them. Please believe that. <laughs> let, let me tell you that. And if yeah. it ain't gonna be Hollywood, it's gonna be these streets. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that's the point. You know, that's why my mother and my uh, uncle sat me down and they told me that we tell you this before anybody else get to you. They gave me a swig of beer, let me puff on a cigarette, and let me chew tobacco. 
I don't drink beer. I, I, I don't like beer. I damn sure don't like tobacco. And I hate cigarettes. Okay? Listen. I'll pop it. You know, I, I'll pop an edible. <laughs> you, you feel me? But other than that, the smoking Listen, ain't for me. I drank more beer between the age of four and six years old than I have as an adult. You, you and did. that's because my dad will always send me to the fridge to go get it, pop it open, and bring it to him, and I would take sips. Oh no! Oh no! See, I'm telling you, they said me that that I, it, I was five years old. I'm talking about there was like I don't know if somebody got touched in my family. I don't know what happened, but they mm-hmm. got together. I mean, they broke every single thing down to me, and they're like, if somebody ever touch you in your private parts, you mess them up, and you come <laughs> to us immediately, immediately. <clears throat> And I'm like, you know, yes, man, <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah. if we're going into where, oh, and side note, let me tell you a secret. Um, I've been using my wife's AirPods, and mm. I be talking noise like she go lose them all the time. I lost <laughs> one. <laughs> but, oh my god! And thank God, I just found it. I am so happy right now. Okay, <laughs> let's continue. Like, oh, I was stressed. I was stressed about that. Okay. But like that's been going on in the back of my head like for the past two days. Um oh but yeah, so it's like once again, it's how you raise your child. Now, mm-hmm. if your child get to a certain age and hey, I wanna be this, this I wanna identify as, I wanna get the surgery. Okay. I once again it's one of the things you have to do that on your own dime. As if you hmm? when you become a parent, what age would be that for you? Um, when they're 18 grown out the house. Okay. Once again, it's like one of the things, it's love them, but I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm here to support you and your dreams and stuff like that, but if it's something I don't, if it's something I don't support, we don't have a correlation, I, can, I ain't gonna rock with it, you know? Once again, I want you to be happy and be comfortable making payments towards that. If Like, my thing, if you want to, if I name you um, Brandon Jr. and you don't want to be Brandon Jr. anymore, that's fine. Will you help me change the name? Nope. No. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Uh, why did you name me Anya? I said because I always hated my name growing up because it was very girly. It was supposed to be pronounced a certain way and nobody could get it right. And I hated oh, having I to signs. So I said when I if I have kids, I'm gonna give them short, easy names. And I felt like Anya was an easy name, but still today people say it wrong. So she was like, I don't wanna be Anya. Can I change my name? I said, You could change your name when you 24 you could pay your own bills you could pay some of my bills you could change your name if you want to but for right now you're gonna be on you're gonna pay some of your bills yep <laughs> see and, and that's I'm, I'm i'm like be who you, like it comes responsibility that's what the biggest thing i'm seeing with a lot of not even children in these young adults as well that <laughs> they have this this privilege that's what it is because once again, you didn't see anybody in this show that was a person of color. I'll tell you that, but no, nope. you can have this. I ain't saying that's the t- sole reason, but it's a big reason. It's a lot, but um, we have like a different set of boundaries that come with our culture because we don't have privilege. That's the point. We don't have that max amount of privilege. Mm-hmm. That's why I would say if, and that's why I said when we talk about Black Lives Matter, I absolutely agree. And that's where people, you know, trans live matter, trans lives matter, and um, gay lives matter. They do matter, you know. Black, all of these being black, because you just adding another minority onto yourself, you yeah. know. And then for that, that's what's happening. And your life still matter at the end of the day because with being someone of a, like you know, the killings and the murderings that they were shown on television of the trans individual in Kansas. Mm-hmm. How I wanted, I wanted to know the ethnicity. I wish they would have shared that. Yeah, that's something I wanted to know because it, it, it's I can I can only imagine, you know, with people that had these feelings and thoughts, what they may experience and the fear they have, you know, is young adults even in the children and i once again i feel like especially with the avery um child i still believe the parents were hyping that child up to say certain things because remember when it when that um when avery when she became at a certain age she didn't want to do it no more and the parent the mother especially were kind of like you sure you sure let this person be a child let them be a child you're trying to make a message through your child and that's what parents usually do. Even though they say they're not trying to structure the child, they're doing exactly that. They're trying to structure their child for what they want. Yeah. And is that what it is? Because I'm, me being a parent, I don't know if my child is going to be uh, artistic or they're going to be a talker like their dad or they're going to be um, just a grind out getting things down like a mom. Is they're going to be hardworking like the dad? Like who? What they're going to be? Or they just going to be hard headed like their uncle? You know, or, you know, I don't know how that's going to turn out, you know. The only thing I can do is lead by the best example I can lead. Put them in people and communities that's going to build into them and pray. That's what I have to do. Yeah, when it comes to don't choose who they become. Um, mm -hmm. You guide, you witness, you observe, 
You bring the resources, you put them in the middle of the table, put it in the middle of the floor, and you just watch what they gravitate to. And then you see how they use that thing and you see how their mind works. And then you try something else that's new and you add it to see if they can figure that out. And you just build and build and build. And that's how you allow your child to figure out who they are and you don't dictate that. So I always yeah. knew whether I had boys or I or girls, I would never be like, oh, I love football. I'm going to make sure my son play football. Oh, yeah. um, if my child is pretty, I'm going to make sure I put her in modeling as a baby so um, she could do modeling as a little girl and then a teenager and then she can make her own money. Why is not, why isn't the goal, I just want to have a healthy child. Mm -hmm. I want to raise a child to make it to their first birthday and their second birthday and their fifth birthday. And I want to make sure that I, I pour into this child that I have that made it this far way better than my parents could pour into me. I think, I think a lot of parents today put things on children that are not for children. They have so much time to get to that. They have so much time to get to a cell phone. They have so much time to get on computers. Even this virtual learning thing is a lot for a lot of kids. Kids are not supposed Ooh. to be on computers this many hours a day. Says, okay, okay. See, I just talked to a young woman on Instagram. I thought she was an adult. Come to find out she's 18 in high school. I like, that was dangerous. And it was nothing crazy. It was just, you know, she went Instagram live. I was like, let me jump into somebody's live. See what they, well, see what they're talking about. Uh, I'm the only one in there. So I asked some questions and find out, oh, when, by the time I jumped into the live, she's like, oh yeah, I'm in school right now. I think she's in college. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, I'm in high school. I'm like, we're great. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable, you know, like I don't like this. You know, but you know, everything culture, you know, age is part of culture. And but we start yeah. talking about that. And she was like, Oh my god, that's part of it. She was just talking about school and like how the culture go change and she's going to college with the, the hybrid learning, what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Man, this was an eighteen year old white girl too, white woman. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, that's super dangerous where I come from. But all in all, it was a great conversation. And I was like, you know, by the time you get in the workforce, this is going to be, you know, we're already in, you know, I'm in HR. We're already talking about what it's going to look like in the next five to 10 years. Mm. You think it's going to be like you, everything's changed and people don't like change. Well, certain people don't like change, but you have to understand change is going to happen no matter what. And the changes yeah. could be good. And so it, it's like when we teach our kids, things are going to come up. And one of the questions, you, you know, you're going to make you, I added a new question, you know, um, what, there's two new questions. What is something that you want to break or something you want to change that's been in your family? What is something you want to keep, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's something that was the worst advice you ever received. And I got mm. that from Leah from Take a Space Pod. But yeah. we, we got those type of ideologies that we hold on to. And you and I, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. we've broken cycles in our family we don't bring our children or we don't bring our bring ourselves or you don't bring your children around certain people in your family anymore even though a mm-hmm. lot of people in, in our family still accept that yeah so you're you're breaking that that toxic um family um i'm gonna force you around that person because it's family at the end of the day other than correcting the problem it's like you know you have a wolf 
and you just you you're blaming the sheep and like, you're not what, taking care of the wolf. Was your, how low was your haircut? What what were you wearing around this person? It's not about that. Yeah. It's yeah. not about that. I'm a child. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And it is just where we it's just where we get to that as we get to that point where when children had that decision once again, because we have to protect our children. And I think these parents some I don't not I don't think all of them were trying to protect their kids. They were trying to protect their opinion more than from the world. And and, and that's a two-sided coin right there. It, it, honestly, it's a two-sided coin. Because you mentioned earlier about growing up in the South and being told, you know, telling your kids you can't do this and because, you know, play that. You we, you and I have had that conversation before, too, a long time ago. Even though we don't have even known each other too long. But, you know, it was something about why would you live in the South? And I'm like, well, that's my home, too, you know? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, work, I grew up here. I went to teach. I had school. I should have it just as many rights as everyone else. Over that, um, that case where... Uh, they wouldn't let that boy graduate because of his his um box. his hair his yeah his his dreads his dreads yeah. and that and I'm big on no we gonna change this because it has yeah. to change I and going because I've been to these schools I've been man I've been well, there's so many stories I can tell how things they they accept from people you know what I'm from white boys and white girls mm-hmm. you don't have any we can I don't have any stories I can tell you about white girls that ran over kill people because they were drunk driving and don't even spend a lick of jail time because they, they daddy or their uncle is a judge yes. or the sheriff. Money. A black boy. Yeah, um, man, it's, it's, it's money and it's connections. Yeah. It's not only because same thing with that Kyle Ritten, what's his, the, the boy that went up there, 70 year old, shot the the protesters and you know they try to blame you know all everyone else put the millions of dollars together for that man bail that's my point he didn't have money they had connections the people who supported his hatred ways had money and that's the point and he and this has been a cycle for that so how are we going to break these things and make something anew but i think and and i i think we need to break things and things should be broken because things are evolving but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm just a parent where if I want things to change for my kids and my kids are in the thing that's not changing, I have to have a boundary and a limit on how much time am I going to allow my child to be in this environment that's hateful towards them and want change and nothing's happening. Am I going to rob mm-hmm. my child? For five years going to the school that does not like them, that treats them like this, or am I gonna take my child into an environment where they can embrace their childhood and we'll still focus on fixing that? But while I'm fixing it, I'm not gonna have my child dealing with the cons of being here. And that's the that's okay. the issue with that's the issue with a lot of um families that are in cities where the schools aren't up to par. The resources aren't up to par. And if you have the means to move, I feel like you should move. I'm not saying forget about this place where you grew up and where you want to be, but <laughs> this makes your child's childhood, get them out of there while you fix it. 
you go ahead go ahead if a house had a big hole in the roof am i gonna say mm-hmm. no i spent all my money in this house i'm not leaving and my kids are gonna be here we gonna make it work am i gonna put my ch- children in a temporary apartment or a place and let them enjoy being comfortable in a home while i work on this house that's how i see it like you can be i'm, I'm from philly and Philly is getting gentrified, but the way that Love kids can even play outside because they might get shot or a hit, kids can't even be in their homes because they might get shot. It's not safe to be at parks in Philly. The schools aren't that great. I would never move my children back there just because that's where I grew up and I like the city. I, I'm in the South because my child could have a nice sized house, a front and backyard, school, sun, uh, go play activities, go to multiple parks in the neighborhood and be comfortable. You have to choose yeah. as, as a parent what type of childhood, no matter what, especially talking about transit, you have to choose what type of childhood you want to provide and opportunities to your child. But you made my point because I understand it's, it could work both sides. because Some of these people are using their children as pawns. Like when I say with once again, I think it's Avery. She yeah. was trying to use her her child as a point, as a soldier, as a warrior on this battlefield. Not her. She was there too. But it was like, you know, my child will make the difference. She wanted a, a, a trans MLK. Okay. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I don't think I'm wrong. Once again. Once, but this is my opinion. But when, and I'm telling you, the disappointment, and, and you know what, at the end of the day, it came back to what it should be about to an extent is like hey but he uh with a child he what she was cutting up on some stuff they're like hey you need to check this little motherfucker this little individual right here um because <laughs> <laughs> i know they you know he when she was doing certain things that you know she, she was telling them sit down don't do this be patient when the national geographic like, person came feel like that had a behavioral issue yeah and and it was a behavior issue that right there, but it also showed that who runs the house. One thing I hate seeing, I hate seeing when parents don't run the like are the heads of the house. Yeah. It can't. It, I, I highly believe there only can be one king and one queen in a household. There's a difference between you know Anya coming up to me and saying, "I want pasta, cook pasta," and there's a difference between. Me asking Anya, what would you like for dinner? You have to teach your children that you can't delegate this thing, but you can tell me about this thing. You can tell me about this childlike thing that I know nothing about, but you can't delegate what I cook. You can't delegate where I take you, you what I buy, like certain things you can't speak on unless I give you the option. Exactly, exactly. And remember, going back to Phoenix, remember that that was how old was that that baby? That was four, maybe three, four years old, and they knew knew his parents going through a divorce. Yeah, too much information. You talk around your kids with adult things, and then most parents. No, no, no. They it's not talk around. They talk directly. Once again, I understand. I've seen this all, but they were talking directly to that child about um. Hey, we're going through divorce, you know, and he's like, if they stay together, they stay together. Barely knew how to talk. 
It's too much. That's, I, I thought I thought the child was somewhat mentally delayed initially, and I think I think once again just from my work that I've done, and mm-hmm. when he was trying to read the read a book at the age of eight, mm-hmm. and he and the way at the level he may have been di- dyslexic or he may not have been given attention that he should have been given because they're allowing him to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Because think about it, if you were allowed to do what you wanted, to, if your parents never told you no to an extent like no nah, we're going to do this give you any type of you know structure what would you be doing that's why i told people telling your children no is loving your children man my little silly butt used to stick lick my finger stick my finger into a lamp no. socket when i take the bulb <laughs> and you know uh, and i got whoopings because of that it wasn't yeah. like a no because you just told me no i would have done it again mm-hmm. which i was told no and i did it again that's how i know it's the truth but it's like certain things that, once again, it's not just like, oh, you have to beat your child if you care for them. No, I'm not saying that. No, you have to it, know it's, what it's, you have. Some people have a child where all you have to do is look at them. Some people have yeah. a child where all you got to do is threaten them. Some people have a child where you talk to, you've been talking all day, you've been threatening You've been looking, and they've been looking you in your eyes as they do the thing that they're not supposed to do, and you have to have another what step. What you gonna do about it? What yeah. you gonna do about it, man? You know, I've I've known cases where I've seen this type of parenting attempt to be utilized. Okay, mm-hmm. for a child that knew how to knows how to manipulate, and mm-hmm. now this child is a certain age and is doing stuff that they surely shouldn't be doing. Yeah absolutely should not be doing i'm talking about don't let me put my hands on them anytime soon see them you know because this is still this is you know but and they look look at their parents now at the eight like they're a teenager now and they're like i'm gonna do it and you're not gonna do anything about it Mm -hmm. What? what and you know why you've shown them you've showed your hand you've shown your hand and my thing is with that this is the time you got to move out the house you got to go I don't care what age and when you had that mindset you will do what you want to do when you and I, I had this conversation when I had my niece living with me when my little cousin lived with me and mm-hmm. she wanted like if you, you you're driving you're trying to work you don't want to school want to go to school you want to mm-hmm. come in when you want to come in you're having sex mm-hmm. huh you're doing a lot of things that I'm doing already. So maybe you should get your own place. Yeah. Maybe you should get your own place. Let me show, and, I, and like and now she's an adult. She's 22, 23. Yeah. And now she's struggling. Oh my God. It's going on. This is I need. Welcome to adulthood. Welcome to yeah. adulthood. You know, I'm like, and that's how I feel like with some kid. The world is not gonna give you everything you want. No. They're not going to be like your parents and just, oh, you 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 like to take it. Like it's getting flexible. Hopefully with this work from home stuff, that end up a plus. But you, I still got to come in. I still got until um even with everything culture, I got to work. This is work. We got to edit. We got to share. We got to yeah. network. I got like with you. I made we made a commitment to one another to be here to entertain these beautiful people through stereo. What's up, right. y'all? Y'all make sure y'all can leave us some comments. We'd love to hear y'all point of view and perspective. Right. And clap and clap it up for us too, and all that flames and snaps <laughs> and all that cute stuff. Um, but if we just left people, you know, and didn't do it, 
that's not how the world works. You're gonna have a um a reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm thinking it's, it's with. And I'm not saying about them being trans. I'm, I'm talking about giving a child the power to make certain decisions that they may not know what decision they're going to make. They're going to affect them for the rest of their life. Now, and- with the other child, which was um, Lena, I think mm-hmm. Lena was a teenager. That's 15. The 15 year old. Lena was the one, the, the main one I didn't have. Hey, do your thing. I felt like that was like I said, a done said deal already chosen. Yeah, y'all been in training for for years for this. There's nothing mm-hmm. else. To, basically, both parents were in agreement, and I'm just like, okay, because if you try to stop her now, she gonna be who she is. And surprisingly, the dad took her to go on her first date, and mm. was you know, that was. I love the grandma on that too. I love the grandmother on there. Oh yeah. She was a completely the grandmother was a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause cause okay, cause cause once again, if you switch it, it it's so unique, you know. We you trying to be it's ambiguous. Mm-hmm. These gender roles are strong. Unless you find a full community that's um community that's gonna support your gender roles, because even like I said with my cousin, they still have gender roles in that lifestyle too. Whether you like yeah. it or not. They you have a position you play. And when the the on the with they like when he was um well she was dating the boy and the boy knew he was uh well she was transsexual. Um uh, she well the boy was cool with it initially, then left and you know, she was hiding all her her uh her hurt. But the yeah. grandmother told you. The grandmother told you. Yeah. The grandmother tried to put you. You she give advice. She right. She's giving you um advice that she would give to her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. You know. You gotta know how to accept that type of love. You know what I mean. So that's why I really preferred it. But it it just get down to it. You're not gonna be able to make. No matter what you move in your world. No matter if you change. You still gonna have difficulties coming your life. Yeah, but if somebody, I, but I want to, I can't experience that man. Like once again, I tilt my hat and rub my scalp to Nina because <laughs> dog couldn't, couldn't like I said, couldn't, couldn't your um member off. I mean, well, that's that's, woo, that's. I, I joke about it all the time, but I am not joking. If I lose that, you might as well take me out with it. Yeah, um, so it, I... it got to be some commitment. A lot of commitment. There's certain things that are always going to test you while you're parenting. You never know like what kid you're going to have. But I also believe in boundaries. I think Mm -hmm. your kids' boundaries is like a another level of loving your children. And I wish my mom gave me more boundaries and I wish my mom uh pushed me more to try different things and wasn't so like relaxed about it because it it basically morphed me to be an adult that's in my own bubble. And I don't want to go out and do the things that everybody else is doing. Not because I feel like I'm above it. I I just don't know how to start that to do it because it was never a mm-hmm. habit. My mom never made me go play with those kids over there 
and don't stand here with all the adults. She was just like, oh, you comfortable standing here with the adults? Go ahead and stand with the adults. And a lot of people, you have a kid's table, you have an adult table. My mom was never somebody that was like, you need to be go over there. And I wish she did that more or, or created that space. And a lot of times, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about this topic. It could be if you treat your child in ways of being older than they are, you can't turn around and get mad that your child is talking back to you like your friend or calling yep. you like, or wanting done or um, feeling like they have an option to do what you said. Um, you can't have both. And I see yeah. my friends that are around my age have children around Anya's age and they're having issues with, she don't listen. She talking back. She think everything I tell her is a choice. Well, you giving her the illusion that y'all are equal. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with kids. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been in relationships with men who have sons who have told me their ultimate fear would be their child coming to them and saying that they are gay and having to decide if they're okay with that and how do they love their kid if they say that. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with what if my child says this? Do I treat them the same? Do I, am I okay with it? And that's a whole other conversation culturally that a lot of people battle with. Man, my biggest fear, if, you know, whenever I have children, if my son or daughter comes to me talking about, hey, I murdered someone. Hey, I'm going to prison for touching this child, a minor. You know, I, or, you know, I'm, what? Or if somebody touched I, it's way more things than you know. Hey, I'm attracted to this person of this of the same sex. Yeah. As me. Way, way more. That is not my biggest fear. And once again, these fear. Once well, the people hate each other because they fear each other, and that's and that's the biggest thing about it. And and it's a difference from you can. Some of these things might be uncomfortable, but when you get to the point that oh, I hate you. That's that's the main thing. Uh, phobia and it, hate comes from fear and I'm a I, I'm telling you I say this every day almost you know but and get and once again that's why I want to get to know people like with this episode with this documentary it shows several different stories that it, it's a spectrum once again it's a spectrum everyone's not the same they all don't belong same categories of beliefs and I can go on and on about it but it, it, it's I, I I just find it to be interesting where men and women, because same thing, people will try to shame you. I say, I talk about people try to shame you for liking for what you like and loving for who you love. Mm-hmm. We like just I'm getting ready for you know we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. People will shame you for liking turkey. What? Excuse me. <laughs> you know if you know if somebody like once again you can say it's weird whatever you know you can say that. But I'm like, you know what, this makes them feel comfortable and this will make them feel happy and they're not hurting anybody else. Mm-hmm. Why does it affect you? Now, when it comes down to children and just like with the mother, um, she got upset because 
she didn't want after the girlfriend um of Jay, which mm-hmm. you know Jay is the one with the 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 fade. Yeah. After the mother found out, oh, he was um trans trans, like she, she didn't want her daughter to be around anymore, and mm-hmm. that's her absolute right. That was her yeah. absolute right because it was not even more about trans. I think because you lied, you you straight lied. Yeah, it's just like schools that are like fighting to have mandatory sex ed, and if I'm a mm. parent say hey I don't want my child learning about sex at this age if they run that policy and make that law then I have a decision to completely take my child out of that school and do something different Mm -hmm. but if they didn't say hey we about to tell your kids about sex and just do it at the one day you have a right to be upset you have to give people Mm -hmm. the space and the time to choose just like um I think with cheating, I've never experienced someone cheating on me, but I feel like I think with cheating, the worst part about cheating is the fact that you felt like you were bonded with the person. You felt like there was an understanding and someone took your right to decide away. Mm. And you can't do that when it comes to other people's children. You can't take their right to decide away but it happens a lot though oh yeah for sure it a whole lot and because the thing about it and, and I understand that coming from a a government entity but once again this is this is you know what's up everybody once again this is what we do here with Shan we, we talk a personal conversation sometimes we grow with one another but I didn't know what masturbation was until I was in high school. Like, I was playing football. Like, you know, my mom, once again, my, my mother, God rest her soul, she was somewhat inappropriate with things, okay? And, <laughs> you know, it was like, I remember she used to say all the time, you know, if I'm playing the game, I need to leave, or she got to run somewhere and she's in a hurry, she's like, all right, um, you know, Drake, hurry up, stop jacking off in there. And, Oh, like what? You know, I didn't. I'm. I've heard that so many times. In my I was life. like, I was like, I was nine or ten years old when I heard the term um, "beating your meat," and it was because yeah. some some little boys um, in the neighborhood came by the house that were like my brother's friends, and they had said it. And my mom came over and she, to them, and she was like, "What y'all know about beating your meat?" And my mom is the type of mom where she gonna pull out the encyclopedia. She gonna show you the medical term. She gonna tell you point blank period what something is. And then I had five older brothers. And when my mom would mm. wonder where all her washcloths was and go in their ah, room and standing up by themselves on the floor, she was self-explanatory. So a lot of things. You learn over time, unfortunately. So yeah. That was a big shock for my auntie. My auntie <laughs> had three girls. She had three girls and she took me in after they way out the house and all that, man. Yeah. Once again, I didn't I did not know what this stuff was until like they we was in I was at football practice and yeah. dudes were cracking jokes. Oh man, this dude over here, you know, beating the meat, this, this, and that. And I'm like, 
I, they weren't even talking to me. I'm like, people be doing that? What? And they're like, yeah, man, that's the thing to do. I'm like, hmm? man, life ain't never been the same. It's so scary <laughs> to to know like what today's ch- kids have access to with cell phones. And if you don't give them a you, cell phone, you know one of their friends got it, and they could just put man. things, watch it, and see it, and order it. And it's kind of like. Uh, what do you, what do you you you're a little bit younger than me, I believe. You know, so like internet started popping. Like internet wasn't even big on cell phones while I was in high school. You know, mm-hmm. internet started popping like AOL. Yeah, yeah, AOL. But this is a little bit right before, right after. But either way, I remember watching the R. Kelly sex tapes while I was in school. I saw that in class with other classmates. Yes. Really? That yes. came out. That's on. Tra- this is, I don't know when it came. The video may have been older, but I mm-hmm. watched it in class with other classmates. This is like me, boys, girls in high school, junior year in high school. We like what? That's R. Kelly. That is R. Kelly. The, whole, the DVD. See, and I don't know. I don't know. If, no, we it wasn't on DVD. Oh, and no, we had plenty of the DVDs with items and stuff on there too. But this is like. You know, you know the the BTS forty threes. If you know what BT stand for, y'all know what's going on. Um, a, a, a legend collection, but all this stuff came about where I'm like, man, you didn't have to the 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 you didn't have to look as much as you used to have to look. You didn't have to hide as much. You just can. I can type in something right now on my phone. I can have it right here in front of me. No no right. problem. No issues. It's there. Right. And kids, a lot of parents don't even look at their kids' phones. Oh, it's it's a okay, and that's an it's a young. I don't I don't think it's, it's a it's a woman that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Ace before? Uh, no. Alliance. Uh, it's like a child. So basically, they're like I love Dateline NBC. I started loving Dateline NBC when I was in high school because Chris Hansen had the job I wanted to have. I wanted to catch um, child predators. Oh, you know, I wanted. Oh my man. god! Hey, take a have a seat. Just have a seat. You know, and just because it's kind of like it's not what kind of like that. Look what. Sit down. Why are you here? <laughs> you know, what are it's, you doing? You know, why do you have Because I feel like I feel like unfortunately, child predators. It's just something that's not going away like drugs, like people buying sex, like uh, because it's, it's not because it's, it's been here since the day. It it's used to be legal. It used to be the norm. That's crazy to me. Oh, you cut out for a little bit. What did you say? I said that's crazy to me. Um, but like right now. Um, since 2012, and I just learned this from watching a documentary in Greece, being a pedophile or attracted to kids is looked at as a disability. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. I, I'm, and once again, me doing this type of, I've been in child welfare for years. I don't, I'm, I'm no longer employed within it, but I still volunteer, you know. I'm not surprised it's going to be in America soon. I'm not because they don't arrest these child predators at all. They're trying to make the it men or the women. You know, the men or the women. It's hard to actually put a case on a child predator. You know, 
and then what you, like and it's it's and it's not a federal um uh, crime i don't believe it's state it goes state by state because the age of consent is different in each state yeah that's like, why i don't a lot of people talking about it's eight a lot of people think it's just 18 no you, i think I got. I did the research. I have a screenshot somewhere on my phone from a month ago. Are fourteen with consent by a parent? Some places are sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. Crazy is madness. I don't like state laws, and I don't like the fact that it's kind of like when you say, "Hey, here the state law is different." It's like you're asking the people who want this to happen. Come move here. We allow it. And I don't but like that. That's the part for of United that but that's what makes this country great. No, for certain things, <laughs> some Agreed. things should not be different. Like if I'm speaking, if if if, if 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 this is a child area, this is a school zone, this is a park, and it should be 15 miles per hour in this area for common sense mm-hmm. purposes. And mm-hmm. somebody said. Uh, state law says that it is okay for you to do 90 here. That's mm. common sense that that should, should be not a thing. That's incorrect. That's not a smart thing to allow somebody to do 90 miles per hour through this area. Same thing about uh, a, a man or a woman having sex as a teacher with a child. There should be one law for that. Not oh, let's give her five months probation. Let's tell her she can't be a teacher in this state so she could go to this state and be a teacher and do the same thing over and over again. It shouldn't be that leniency. I'm not arguing with you about that, but that's what we have. That's how people know how to work the system. People opportunity because same thing, we we got certain laws that may be like, I'm still like, Texas don't have that, um the, the state tax. And I think that was, I missed that like greatly because I see the difference. And especially when I buy a large item, but that's just something different. When it comes down to laws like this, these should be some laws that state or federally wide or yeah. just be careful with the state that you're in. Because, like you were saying earlier, should you just leave the state? If it's something you don't like, just go to a different state because they have this law, or should you stay and try to make that change? If you have um, the reason. But I'm not gonna leave my child somewhere where pedophiles can roam freely as bait. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you it's like with Ace, the woman like catches, you know, taking time out and it, it's a dangerous thing. And mm-hmm. I would love to like talk about that, but it's just I don't know how we got on talking about Ace, but Ace is just something I'm like, wow. That is something courageous that I see people are doing. It's extremely dangerous. Now they do be talking noise though. Um, I can't say all the things they be saying on there, but I'm like, yeah. and like you say, it's a mental illness. It, it's going to get to a point where these some some of these folks that are pedophiles that you can tell they are mentally ill. Not then you have some that dudes that's been you know old guys trying to get little fifteen year old boys and girls and all that, and they always want to meet at McDonald's too. You know, that's the thing about it. It's like McDonald's is pedophile one on one area, home base. But it, it's where she is to the point, she doesn't even call the police. She just gives the information to the police because the police have requested uh, her to stop calling. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, like if you, I'm telling you, she, they got all these, t- they have decoys, they have um, a person talking on the phone with them. 
And these guys be very vulgar with these decoys and all that. And I, and you and still and, I, and once again, I worked in this field with sexual abuse unit, and that like you need to have like a lock solid case. You can't do you can't have entrapment. You, and you know what entrapment is? It, okay, the people that's listening, if you don't know who entrapment is, it's like you can't bait them. You can't hit them up like, hey, you're if you're the, even though you're the fourteen year old child. Um, hey, I'm looking to have a good time, trying to do this, this, and that. If you do that, that means you set it up for this person to um, talk to you. And I'm like, that's still a problem. You know, it's, you know, that's still an issue, but that's entrapment. And they can get out of that in court. Mm. Did you know that? I you know that. But yeah, so if it's like you set somebody up with a profile and you made them seem like that and everything cool, they can walk off that case in Texas. But if it's like you have a 15-year-old, like you on this chat, and that's what I would say, well, she was in this chat, she was looking for attention, she's the one that opened it up. That's why they said, because once that's said, they're like, oh, that's entrapment, case closed. Once it's proven. It's so many, and like, that's why I want to go to law school, and it's like so many, I remember one of my cases, like, these attorneys got to make their money and I understand the game and the morality is still, it, it is poor. Okay. But I had a, this dude was obvious, a pedophile. They had, I, I said the story, he was 39. The mama was 19 and they had a five-year-old together. No, they had a four-year-old together, but she got pregnant by him at the age of 14. And mm. I get on, I'm like, the, the case is about to close. They had two little girls, and they was going to return the girls back with them. And I'm reading the case file. I'm like, wait, wait, what? How these numbers? Like, and he wasn't identified as the father simply because mm-hmm. if he identified himself as the father, that, that's, they only need to do is DNA, prove, mm-hmm. add the numbers up, and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, so his attorney, which is a really good attorney, I like him as a good guy professionally. But he had it when he was a, he's appointed. He has to take that case, and he has to defend it because you, it's like it's like having a record. It's like playing sports. I can People never look be at your record. With, I can never be with a cop. I can never be with a lawyer because I can't logically look you in the face and be like, "You defended somebody you know deep down was guilty." Well, I want to be a cop. Well, I have to be an attorney one day, so please excuse me because at, at the same time, and that's what <laughs> you know. I'm like. You and that's why I understand politics to an extent because you have to do some. I want to. I would never want to do no foul thing. I want to do it for righteousness to do well. Yeah. But that's how the, the systems work. Some people need to be defended because some people may look. I've had people that look guilty on paper, absolutely mm-hmm. guilty. And some people work it. I've had parents that did abuse their children, did neglect their children. But guess what? If they have a good attorney, the attorney actually can motivate that it can lead them in the right way. They can get their kids back, and really, sometimes that's the best. Most of the time, that's the best thing for these kids that's coming up, you know. But if you have a sorry, I hate lazy, hate, hate, hate mm-hmm. lazy attorneys because you just did a disservice to this person, this family. This like you should not do what you're doing. You know, I don't like you, but and that happens. But with this case here. If you're enjoying the show, thank you. I appreciate it. You can also find cool, cute, cozy womb gear on the cozy womb shop. 
it's on teespring teespring.com slash stores slash cozy dash womb dash shop and you'll find hoodies t-shirts um what do you call those fanny packs um mugs everything um that i want to give all of my listeners and my supporters during the show is on there for you guys to purchase okay i appreciate every penny because every penny does go towards helping my family especially during a pandemic where i physically can't be out of my house during the week uh because my children have virtual school so if you want to support cozy moon podcast you can support through you getting a little something something and also i get a little something something on the backside. so thank you for supporting the show thank you for supporting cozy moon podcast and thank you for supporting uh teespring.com peace let's You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.